Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Yet another exciting weekend in the world of sport beckons and ZFM Sport is here to preview it for you. In the studio, Chris Midzi, Alois Bunjira, Barry Manandi, myself, Mike Madoda, and the man pulling the strings behind the desk, Sean Tafirinika. On the home front, the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League makes way for the quarterfinals of the Chibuku Super Cup, which have thrown up a blockbuster clash between Dynamos and FC Platinum at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. Dimbare will have to find a way to beat their inform rivals if they're to stop their march to yet another league and a cup double. In international sport, 48 hours before Argentina tackled the Springboks, the rugby championship served up late drama and controversy yesterday. Australia coach Dave Rennie says he has never seen a call like the one French referee Matthew Reynaud made that cost his side victory over New Zealand. But the All Blacks coach Ian Foster insists the decision was clear-cut. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from Madrid, Kansas, as well as Las Vegas. In the beautiful game, the Premier League makes a return this weekend and all matches will provide an opportunity for football to come together to pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. In La Liga, Atletico Madrid manager Diego Simeone knows Los Rojiblancos can't afford to slip any further behind their city rivals, so they'll give their all when the ball gets rolling against Real Madrid at the Wanda Metro Politano on Sunday and in Serie A Juventus head coach Massimiliano Allegri let's call him Max has said he does not feel his job is at risk despite losing 2-1 at home to Benfica on Wednesday in the Champions League but admits his side need to respond when they face Monza on Sunday lock, lock, it. All right, lots of big uh, football matches you can look forward to this weekend. Out in Europe is the Madrid derby at the Wanda Metropolitano, where Atletico will be hosting Real. But before that, we'll preview the big game here at home at our national sports stadium, the giant national sports stadium, as Mukoma Admire Tadirira so famously coined. And that uh, venue will see Dynamos hosting FC Platinum in the quarterfinals of the Chibuku Super Cup. Now, before we preview that, let's give you a local sports news roundup where we have cricket, tennis and basketball news. And just a reminder that we want you to be a part of the conversation. Our WhatsApp number 0731-168-045. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. 
start off with some cricket news where Zimbabwe Limited overs captain Craig Irvine has returned to lead the national team as he include as he was included in the 15-man squad for the ICC men's T20 World Cup in Australia starting next month Irvine who was sidelined by hamstring problems since early August is now fully recovered and has been working on his game recently the Chevrons also received a timely boost with blessing Muzarabani Tendai Chatara and Wellington Masakadza and Milton Shumba all making the squad after recovering from their injuries. In tennis news, a bit of concerning news. Zimbabwe's highest ranked women's tennis player, Valeria Buno, has been slapped with a lengthy ban by the International Tennis Federation after a banned substance, Mysterolone, was found in an out-of-competition sample. The 27-year-old Cape Town-based tennis player revealed in a statement on social media that she's been banned until the tw- until December 2024 for testing positive for a banned substance. Buno tested positive for the banned substance after providing a urine sample in December last year before being formally charged. Mike, this is incredibly concerning, especially in an era where the information is available and she probably does have access to the kind of doctors who would know the kind of substances and foods she needs to avoid in order for her to stay in competition. Yeah, I think uh, that's... You know, in mitigation, I've seen bigger international stars, Mm. uh, you know, also uh, profess ignorance uh, as to what is banned and what is not banned. And some of the problems, I think, occur around uh, which sort of like... Uh, things actually co- uh, contain these substances. Yeah. You know, they would see, seen guys who have taken like weight loss uh, substance, and then they've discovered that this is in that. In that, so I wait to see exactly how it got in her, and uh, to see some of the details, of course, around the case. Finish off with some basketball news. Prince Edward School is hosting the annual Eversharp Under Twenty Schools National Basketball Tournament, which returns after a two-year sabbatical because of COVID nineteen. The two-day event will conclude tomorrow afternoon with winners walking away with cash prizes. The tournament, which has grown in prominence over the last five years, has attracted 22 boys and 10 girls teams. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Right, big game in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League, which of course has made way for the quarterfinals of the Chibuku Super Cup this week. Let's run through your quarterfinal matches on Saturday. That's tomorrow. There's one game at the National Sports Stadium. Kickoff is three o'clock. It's Herentals who play Manika Diamonds Football Club, and then three quarterfinals on Sunday at Vengere Stadium in Rusape. Black Rhinos versus Chikadin. Kickoff at three o'clock. Another three o'clock kickoff will be at Barberfield Stadium where it's a derby. Chiefs will be taking on Highlanders. And then the big game of the weekend, Dynamos versus FC Platinum at the National Sports Stadium. And uh, Dynamos coach Tondirai Indiraya says he has strong faith that Dimbare will find a way to beat inform FC Platinum. The Platinum Miners of of late proved difficult opponents for the Harada Giants as they beat the Glamour Boys 1-0 in the semi-finals of the same competition last year on their way to sealing a league and a cup double let's hear from Diraya. we are ready we are happy to meet any any team uh, in the last eight being in the last eight means that uh, you're a good team so we are we are we were we we are prepared um, to to meet we were prepared rather to meet any team and now that the draw is out we're excited we're meeting fc um, platform we know what the what the game uh, what the game brings we know what the two teams bring on the table 
uh, of course, to different styles. Uh, that, that is what is really uh, going to be exciting about the whole match. But uh, I think we are clear on what we want to achieve uh, as a team. Um, like I said also previously, that we that is what is in our control. Yeah, we are we are not in control of the league race. We are just hoping that we can keep notching our results on the board and um, and hope that uh, FC Platinum will slip up. So they are in control of the race of the league race, but we are both in control of uh, of the cup competition. So that, that that's what is really exciting about that match. And now Dynamos are yet to win the Chibuku Super Cup since its inception in 2013, while FC Platinum have two titles to their name. Let's also get the pre-match thoughts of FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza. Yeah, so far so good. So far good. So far so good. I can't complain. Our preparation has gone really well. At least uh, this week we are going to have an extra day of, 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 of doing our final preparation. That is tomorrow. But uh, the guys, the guys have been pushing. And uh, I think everybody in this institution knows the importance of our, of our, of our game against Dynamo on Sunday. You know, it's a, it's a massive opportunity for us, you know, to, 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 to be involved in, the, in this tournament once again. You know, and what is important for, for, for us as a club is to go out there, I think, with the same mentality. You know, the same mentality, of course, uh, cup games are, are a little bit different from, from, from league games. But I think if you, if you can carry on with the same mentality, with the same attitude, with the same desire we have been, We've been putting week in, week out. I think I will get something out of the game on Sunday. The two coaches are speaking ahead of that blockbuster clash at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. Kickoff is 3 o'clock. It's Dynamo's Dimbare taking on pure platinum play. The defending champions, FC Platinum. Alois, you got to say that, uh, you know what, uh, this quarterfinal fixture is a good one. I mean, uh, healthy for the Chibuku Super Cup, uh, that uh, it's served up a, a, a clash where a lot of fans will certainly be in interested in not just in terms of going to the national sports stadium and we're hoping for a better crowd uh, at the national sports stadium but also watching the televised game because this is a clash of the two top teams in the council Lager premier soccer league yeah very good mike uh, and at the same time at this stage it's quite good to actually ignite interest in the in the in the Chibubu super cup as well because you know if minos are just clashing against each other in the first round second round you know people will just wait and say i will wait until the final but if you you get such a such a such a such a such a game that ignites the tournament. You know, it brings back uh, uh, eyeballs to the to television. It brings uh, big bumps to the seats as well. So this is an exciting exciting match that you can actually uh, ignite fans to actually uh, look to football as well. You know, the neutrals, everybody else who want to watch this match. You know, if this match lives up to its billing and gets exciting, it actually is a good advert for Zimbabwean football as well. So we hope that these two teams come to clash. They're the top teams of the country. They need to showcase that they are the top teams in the country so that they can also advertise Zimbabwean football because they're, they're on TV. Mm. People will be watching. So they, they, we are going to measure how far we have gone in Zimbabwean football with those two teams because they are the top teams in the league. So they need to show up 
on, on this day and actually show that uh, Zimbabwean football is somewhere where we can actually respect that uh, we have with a top flight football. Well, now, Chris, uh, I'm not uh, a psychologist, but uh, just uh, having had experience uh, talking to both managers and having interviewed them before, as I was listening to those two interviews, uh, you know, Norman, his usual self, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Norman will always respond in more or less the same way yeah. uh, when it comes to his pre-match thoughts. You know, he'll talk about uh, they're looking forward to the game, how they've prepared. Uh, he'll always give respect to the opponent and the occasion. Uh, but as I was listening to Tundera Indiraya, they haven't spoken to him, especially a lot during his Ngezi Platinum Stars days. He used to be very confident, uh, very easy to interview. You know, he used to speak very well, very yeah. confidently. I think it spoke of the fact that he didn't have a lot of pressure at Ngezi Platinum Stars, in, at least in so far as expectations. Absolutely. But when I listen to him speak as a Dynamo's coach, he seems to be quite jittery. Uh, he seems to mumble and stutter a lot. And mm-hmm. the confidence that's just doesn't seem to be there. Is this the pressure of handling the country's biggest and most successful club and the expectation that comes with it? Absolutely. Seven million fans on your shoulders <laughs> and every so often they're jeering at you from the stands. <laughs> every so often they're jeering at you from the stands. Um, there's a lot of media attention around Dynamos and I think it would make any coach nervous. I think when he was out in Gezi Platinum, there was a degree of... Uh, what can I say? Gezi Platinum is not the kind of club that makes headlines. Whereas with Dynamos, you are consistently in the media, whether for the right or the wrong reasons. And I think this season hasn't gone exactly the way that he had planned. And initially, he was speaking very confidently. And he was talking about getting the championship. He was speaking um, in a way that potentially burned him in the end. But I think that the pressure at Dynamos is immense. Um, You can hear a little bit of a shake in his voice as well when he's talking there. And I think that comes from the fact that the pressure to perform sits squarely on his shoulders. And now there's no one to blame because he's got the resources. He's got the playing staff. So what exactly can he blame a lack of performance on other than himself? Well, Barry, let's take a look at Dynamos. Uh, I mean, uh, they don't exactly come into this game uh, as uh, underdogs uh, because they've been playing decently well. Maybe not as well as FC Platinum, but they should be able to hold their own in this particular encounter versus FC Platinum. They are unbeaten in their last eight uh, competitive games, so that's a good run of form to bring into uh, a quarterfinal clash uh, where you're trying to salvage something from the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, they, they've got a good run of form. Uh, they've been getting good results. Uh, they uh, have been getting the results that they need and require. Obviously, the last outing against Black Rhinos didn't go the way that they expected, but we can understand why. They were at Vengere, a difficult venue to travel to. But however, uh, from there going backwards, uh, Dynamos had been doing very well. It's a question of how Dynamos sets up, and I fully expect uh, that he's likely to play his uh, favorite back three uh, with his wing backs, meaning that when they don't have a ball, they have a back five. So I think they're going to congest the, 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 um, their own half and look to hit uh, uh, FC Platinum on the break, because I, I am fully... Uh, uh, cognizant that I think Diraya knows he's not going to have much of the ball against FC Platinum. No one. Really but, but is that is that the best way, Alois, to approach uh, FC Platinum and encounter against FC Platinum? Because generally the sides that have got good results against FC Platinum are sides that have attacked FC Platinum, yeah. that have played with pace, uh, not tried to contain 
FC Platinum. Yeah, I, I actually think that uh, staying behind and trying to hit on the counter is not a good idea, especially now that FC Platinum have got the young and fast forwards. Uh, they are now playing a lot quicker. So if you allow them to get the ball a lot, like Barry alluded to, that the Dynamos might not have the ball quite a lot. That's what they need to actually counter. They need to make sure that they've got the ball at least much more than uh, people are expecting so that they give themselves a chance to actually attack FC Platinum and look for goals. Well, this is a, remember, this is a knockout game as well. This is not a league game. It's, a, it's a, somebody has to win in this, in this game. So for me, they should just attack FC Platinum. Because when you attack FC Platinum with, uh, with, with speed, they are vulnerable. You, you are bound to get yeah. chances to score. You get them back yeah. pedaling and you just give them something yes. uh, different if, to think yes. about. If you let them to, if you let them keep their shape, if you stay back, you let them keep their shape, get in then, the they, then they'll know that that you wanna hit them with the, on the counter. They'll just keep their white players uh, uh, staying, staying, staying at the back, and you cannot hit the counter if the channels are not open. Yeah. So probably already Norman knows that that's why how they're going to do it. I would rather. Uh, Dynamos come with a whole different approach altogether. And, and be me, more attacking. Just attack. And, and, yeah, and, and, and I think the, the, the defensive <laughs> qualities of FC Platinum, I think, are underrated. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, FC Platinum is actually one of the best defending sides uh, in the league as well. They defend very, very well uh, with a lot of capable guys. Uh, predictions are starting to come in here. Uh, Baba Divo in Chinoy says it's a tricky encounter. Probably FC Platinum to win. Wayne from Mutare says FC Platinum 1, Dimbare nil goal to be scored in the 88th to 90th minute. So those two productions, uh, predictions, Chris, are speaking into a very tight encounter. Yeah. A very close fought affair. And, and, and that's what we want to see on Sunday. Yeah, a we want to see the action. A very competitive match between two top teams. And that's exactly what you'll expect from a Dynamo side and an FC Platinum side who just in terms of quality are close together. I think the only thing that separates these two teams is the recent form um, in terms of a league form of the two teams. So it should be a really good ding-dong affair. Hopefully um, not too static and hopefully it's not a drab affair because I think the last time we called a match uh, I think in our league that was going to be particularly exciting. It turned into an Damn squib. Damn squib. Uh, and Barry, as, as we, of course, uh, wrap up uh, this, this discussion, uh, I just wanted to go back to the, you know, the Black Rhinos result for Dynamos because a lot of people have been using that almost as an indicator uh, of, well, Dynamos is thrown in the towel. Uh, Dynamos are not capable. But we rewind and go back uh, five weeks. The same Black Rhinos uh, also held FC Platinum. FC Platinum yeah. uh, and so this is a Black Rhino side that's, uh, you know, a very difficult uh, customer. So if Dynamos Dynamo's fans are feeling maybe a little less confident heading into this uh, uh, cup match with the FC Platinum. I don't think they should be. No, I don't think so. Uh, and also remember, it's Black Rhinos that held the FC Platinum at Mandala. So uh, they're, they're, not, they're, they're no mugs. And uh, led for long periods and, of that game. And led for long periods of that game. So uh, the, the, I don't think we can read too much, which is why I brushed the, that result aside mm. uh, and talked more about the, the league form of, of uh, Dynamo. That should actually be a point of fear for FC Platinum. Why? Because you look at the results that Dynamos has managed to get. They haven't blown teams away. They've beaten them 1-0. They've gotten the all-important goal that they need and they've defended and made sure uh, that they get over the line. There's a knockout game like I always pointed out. If Dynamos goes ahead in this game, Rapier. 
Right, I keep your predictions coming in 0731-168-045. That WhatsApp number again, 0731-168-045. We are also on Twitter at ZFM Sport. Coming up, we have a commercial break. And when we come back on the other side, we are talking international sport. It's rugby, the rugby championship. New Zealand back on top of the standings in controversial circumstances. The Springboks will be looking to join them this weekend when they take on Argentina in South America. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Let's talk rugby, where Australia coach Dave Rennie says that he has never seen a call like the one French referee Matthew Reynaud made that cost his side victory over New Zealand. But the All Blacks, Ian Foster, insists the decision was clear-cut. The All Blacks snatched a 39-37 rugby championship victory with a Jody Barris try after the siren, having been given a five-metre scrum in front of the post after Bernard Foley was penalised for time-wasting. Now, let's give you the match highlights as far as how the match panned out. The sides went to the break all square at 10 apiece at the sold out Dockland Stadium before an explosive second half. In fact explosive is an understatement and New Zealand tried 90 seconds after the restart and two more tries when scrum half Jake Gordon was off the park after Australia's third yellow card appeared to end any hopes the home team had but the Wallabies never gave up and two tries from Andrew Kellaway inside five minutes and another from Pete Samuel. Really good try. This one set up an exciting finale. Nick White then drilled a long-range penalty with three minutes left to put the Wallabies in front before Foley ended up on the receiving end of a controversial decision that seemed to decide the match. Let's talk about that incident because that's what people have been talking about. Time-wasting, cruelly punished. Barry. Yeah, um, and in truth... There is absolutely nothing wrong with the decision because by the letter of the law, uh, it was absolutely correct. So, so no, no uh, demerits for the referee in, in that regard. Um, my demerit would come towards Bernard Foley. I can't understand why he kept waiting uh, to just kick the ball into touch. It was their penalty. And he was kicking it into touch. It was going to be their put-in in terms of the line-out. So he, he, he wanted he, the buzzer to sound. He, uh, so that he could then kick, yeah. kick, kick it out. But that, that's silly. You win, win the line out and then all you do is just just uh, uh, more and more and more and then kick it out with a, with a proper buzzer. Um, so my criticism is on Bernard Foley more so than the referee. Before we, we, we carry on our conversation around Bernard Foley, uh, Chris, uh, you know, this reminds me of uh, the Formula One controversy mm. uh, at the end of last season. <laughs> oh where, God, <laughs> where, you know, the, the referee here has stuck to the letter of the law. Yeah. Uh, and to his credit, the referee, though, and we shall hear from uh, Old Blacks coach Ian Foster. And uh, I also, you know, went in and listened to the audio. To his credit, the referee warns the player twice. Uh, he stops the clock the key. as well. Yes. Starts, stops and he the clock. encourages them to play. Starts How does clock. he suffer this aberration? I, I guess it's the pressure of, of, of international sport or yeah. pro sport at this level, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the pressure of pro sport and also just 
the tempo of the situation and the temperature of the game, I think, is also very important there. I think when you're reaching the dying stages of a game and a decision that you make as a referee tilts it in favor of a team that wasn't necessarily in pole position, it becomes a problem for the fans, not necessarily because you've made a bad decision, but for them, it's almost like you've you've taken the win um, mm-hmm. from that particular team. So it's it's a bit of a toughie and like Michael Massey is going to have to deal with just the, the, the barrage of nonsense that's going to come at him. It reminds me, Barry, of uh, the Sables. If we remember, uh, mm-hmm. qualification for the 2015 World Cup, I, I think do. we were playing in Madagascar. Yes. Uh, and our captain made a, a decision that no one could understand. Yes. That cost us the game the ultimate game. and ultimately and qualification. qualification for the yeah, World Cup, yeah. where had he made the other decision that everyone was crying out for yes. in front of our television sets, yes. Zimbabwe would have played at that 2015 World Cup. So, you know, when, when we talk about pressure, yeah. uh, sometimes it just doesn't seem to make sense if you're sitting down in your in your lounge and watching the game on, on TV. But it does play a role in some of those decisions. It does. Uh, uh, because you explained, sorry, before you go on, yeah. the fact that it was such an easy one. Kick the ball. For Just touch. fine touch, that's and all. And then you've got the put in, you've yes. got the throw yep. at the line out. Win the, win the line out, more and just delay, delay. Well, was delay. it a fear of that Brody, Retallic, Sam White block combination? Because the All Blacks, when it's come to their line outs, have yeah, been very, have been, have been very strong. But he, again, uh, even if those thoughts were going through his mind, which again, I doubt I'm going to explain why. Even if those thoughts were going through his mind that Sam Whitelock, Brody, Retallica there, we could lose the line out. You're, you're, you're defending a line out that's going to be some distance away from, from your, from your, your tribe. The old blacks have been known the, to run them in, Barry, from their own 22. Accepted, <laughs> accepted. Yeah. But rather give yourself the opportunity. Here, he didn't give himself the opportunity. Now, why I don't believe those thoughts were going through his head, he kept looking around and and his pack was in a bit of a huddle discussing God knows what happened and then in the conference. His, his own teammates saying, and, and kick it out. Kick, kick it kick, out. And kick, so he froze deer in headlights. And but that's what I'm talking uh, about, Chris. That, was, that, that too, was that too much pro information for him to process? Yeah. He's got his the ref communicating to him. Mm-hmm. He's got his own teammates shouting at him, communicating. He's also trying to think to what's the best decision he had to make? Mm-hmm. Do I kick for, for the line out? The what thing. do I do? His mind melted, literally. <laughs> Under all that pressure, Akastika. I think. Akastika, that's the perfect way to put it. Akastika. And eventually it cost him, it cost his team. And I don't think he'll... When you look back at a situation like this, I think it's very difficult for a player to forgive themselves for that kind of... Not even making a decision in this scenario, but just the lack of decision-making that was there. Well, let's hear what the All Blacks coach Ian Foster said about the team. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a very clear cut. I mean, he... That they were delaying the kick. He um, he said time off. He warned them. Then he said time off. And then he said to speed it up. Then he said time on. And then he asked them twice to move to to kick it. So you know, I thought that you know, I, I understand there's a bit of contentious nature about it, but it was very clear cut from our position. You know, probably the other one that wasn't clear cut was when Callaway scored and the TMO wanted to look at what was a very suspicious forward pass, and yet the conversion was allowed to be taken. So. There's a bit of swings and roundabouts, but in both cases, it is what it is. And uh, and I know it'll be tough on them, but we, you know, we're delighted with, with the victory. Um, also, a special thanks to the people of Melbourne. You know, a fantastic stadium, and I thought the occasion here was hopefully befitted the, the rugby on the park. So, um, it'd be nice to come back one day. 
see. The thoughts of uh, Ian Foster there, and uh, he reckons it was the right decision, spot on, and that the All Blacks deserved to win. Now, that result has thrust New Zealand at the top of the rugby championship standings. They got 14 points after accumulating a bonus point win because of the tries they scored versus the Wallabies. The Wallabies are in second, they have 10 points. South Africa, the Springboks have got 9 points, as do Argentina, the Pumas. And of course, those two teams are going head to head, and Argentina coach Michael Che says it is up to his side to keep the rugby championship open and alive and they'll certainly do so if they beat the Springboks. There's no better way to come back to, to uh, rugby than throw you straight in against the Springboks front row. You know, that should get him focused on what's going to happen. So that'll be good for him. And, um, and well, Gus is, is he's an emblematic player in, in Argentina, obviously. Um what I've really liked about his return is into the team is he's adapted to a different role. See. That is, of course, uh, the, the words uh, coming through from the uh, Pumas uh, coach. And uh, uh, Chris, I want to talk about the Springboks, though, and uh, take a look at uh, some of the young players that have been blooded into this team uh, over the last 12 months. Uh, you know, Caden Moody, in fact, two weeks ago, uh, Damien Willems here. And uh, you take a look at these two players in particular. I think they've just brought in something to the Springbox setup. Yeah, and I think when you take a look at... Um just the pressure that's been placed on them and how they've been able to perform. Like Damon uh, Williams, uh, um, he's been given the responsibility of basically alleviating anything uh, the fly half concerns and he's been delivering on the job. So these two youngsters, I think, are bringing a different dimension, adding depth to that Springbok side, if we're being honest. And uh, the the front row that's been picked for this game, I think, speaks uh, of the respect that uh, the Springboks have for Argentina because they know they are a big unit yep. for, <laughs> and then they're very good scrummaging side. 100%. Uh, they picked uh, probably one of the most experienced front rows they could have picked. Uh, Francois Malerba, uh, Malcolm Marks at hooker, and then Stephen Kitchoff. So you've got three of the best there, meaning that the, the Argentine, uh, the Pumas uh, front row, is going to have their work cut out because these guys are masters of the game and also masters of dark arts. All right. That is the rugby championship game that's on this weekend. Coming up, we'll take around the world in 60 stops in Madrid, Kansas, as well as Las Vegas. Hello, my name is Ibn Etzimid. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We see... Yeah, we serve off at Madrid where Rafael Nadal has said Roger Federer's decision to retire from tennis is a sad day for sport. Federer, a 20-time Grand Slam champion, announced yesterday that he would retire after the Lever Cup this month. Only Spain's Nadal with 22 majors and cough, Serb- cough. <laughs> Serbia's Novak Djokovic with 21 have more men's Grand Slam singles than the 41-year-old Nike. It's a, it is a sad day to see Roger Federer um, kind of hanging up his racket. He says he's still going to perform in exhibition matches and all of that but we've seen Serena Williams um, almost put the racket up and Roger Federer is coming in next we're seeing the end of an era when it comes to these players yeah absolutely uh, and for me I'm a Rafael Nadal fan I make no mistake about it but I still recognize Roger Federer as the GOAT mm-hmm. uh, you know he had such a fluid 
playing style. It all just came easily and naturally for him. Uh, it was not about scrapping. It was not about, you know, dogged performances. It was just, you know, for me, he's like Lionel Messi. Uh, they just enjoy what they do and it just happens naturally and effortlessly. We'll head over to Kansas where Patrick Mahomes threw two touchdown passes and rookie Jalen Watson returned an interception for the go-ahead fourth quarter score as the Kansas City Chiefs held on to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24 to early this morning. It was the Chiefs' defense and Watson's highlight reel interception that allowed the Kansas City to overcome its early problems in an early divisional test. Week 2 games in NFL continue on a Sunday night. It's just down in Las Vegas where Saul Canelo Alvarez says trilogy deciding victory over bitter rival Gennady Golovkin on Saturday will return him to the pinnacle of boxing and recognized as the world's best fighter. Alvarez roared on by his devoted fans who celebrate Mexican Independence Day will try to beat the hard-hitting Kazakh for a second time after a controversial victory in their most recent fight in 2018. Stay right where you are. Move to the groove of the nation. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Lots of predictions coming in and lots of takes on what's happening in the world of sport. Uh, don't get left behind. You know the number. And, of course, you can send us uh, your messages. And the number is 0731-168-045. Guy. Right. Hi, guys. Uh, do you think... Uh, the number nine uh, shirt at Chelsea is cursed from Lukaku Torres. Lukaku again now. Aubameyang can't score. And Drogbagai just say shit. Yo, yo. That is Remy in Bulawayo. Alois. She's repeating our number nine. Number nine shirt at Chelsea is really cursed. Uh, I think uh, Drogbagai, but we have to some some Mbashto. You remember Torres? Real Madrid to win Hala Madrid that is of course Wayne who's looking forward to the Madrid derby uh, Drogba was number 11 he wore the number 11 shirt go, yes uh, maybe so that's that. why he scored <laughs> yes exactly he, wasn't wearing the number <laughs> he didn't wear the number 9 I <laughs> uh, love Mokashao with his predictions and my Chibuku uh, semi-finals uh, will look something like this so the clubs will be Highlanders Dynamos Black Rhinos and Herentals so he's got Dynamo's beating FC Platinum at the weekend. Oh, that's ambitious. Um, as I say, if Dynamo scores the first goal in that game in the second half, the game is done. Ryan in Dumbafold says, Hi, ZFM Sports Team. Thank you so much for your world-class show. I suggest you guys should host a television sports show. Or we could just film this effort and broadcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We can just broadcast the two birds one stuff. Oh. dressing up and getting made up. I'm happy to just talk. I'll have yeah. everyone know that uh, Chris is in her PJs currently. <laughs> right, well. And she doesn't want to dress up. Let's end the fan zone on a rather um, interesting note here. Uh, this. <laughs> 
As a Chelsea strikers coach must pee on the gunman's jersey, the goals <laughs> will come. Your hit music station, my station, your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All right, let's start in England. The Premier League makes a return this weekend and all matches will provide an opportunity for football to come together to pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, there will be a minute's silence followed by the national anthem at 70 minutes. Fans will be invited to applaud the Queen's 70-year reign. Let's hear from sports journalist Simon Thomas. And just this line coming out of the Premier League in the last few minutes concerning the games taking place between Friday and Sunday this weekend. Uh, and they are wanting to provide an opportunity for the league, for club and the fans as well to come together and pay their own tribute if they want to to Queen Elizabeth II. In their words, honouring her extraordinary life and her contribution to the nation and world. Uh, fans are going to be asked at the games this weekend to join a minute's silence. That'll be followed by the national anthem, God save the king there's going to be big screens there's going to be led perimeter balls which will display images of her majesty the queen and flags at all of the grounds which as you'd expect will be flying at half mast and the other thing they're announcing ahead of this weekend's game is that when the clock turns to 70 minutes fans will be invited to applaud the queen's 70 year reign of course it's just a few weeks ago we were celebrating the platinum jubilee but this weekend as the clock turns 70 to mark that 70 year extraordinary reign fans will be invited to applaud the Queen's reign but all Premier League matches taking place this weekend will be holding a minute's silence will be followed by the national anthem God Save the Queen and there'll be images of Her Majesty the Queen displayed around the grounds with flags flying at half mast a journalist there, Simon Thomas. Uh, Chris, we had thought that we wouldn't have football in England for at least three weeks because this was to be the second week and then obviously we're going into an international break. Uh, so it was going to be a long time without football. Football is back and you can understand the observances that have just been outlined by Simon Thomas. Yeah, um, I think it, it makes sense um, just considering the history and the weight of who exactly who the queen was um i think bringing the football back yes really great move but i think there still have to be these observances because of who she was in the context of their country um mm. i think it's very easy for us to look across and say okay is this does this really matter but i think considering the gravitas of the queen i think it makes sense no it certainly does make sense now in one of the headlining games of the weekend antonio conte has warned his tottenham stars that no one is undroppable in the aftermath of their sloppy champions league defeat to sporting lisbon Conte was pleased to see Tottenham's players were so angry after the loss and he called on them uh, to use their frustration to fuel a bounce-back result when Leicester visit North London for Saturday's Premier League clash. And the final result was a negative result for us. I think that, uh, especially, I, I watched the game, the game, and I think that we lost uh, a big chance, not only to draw, but to get two points. And when happened this type of situation, and uh, you had to be a bit uh, upset because uh, when you have the possibility to uh, to get three points, you have to do. It means that maybe you have to do something more in the future, especially because now we are in Champions League. Before we were in, in Conference in Conference League, I think we did uh, a really good step, an important step forward. 
Ma now we are too short that we decided to stay there. Z. We have to show Alois that we deserve to be there, is what Antonio Conte is, to- Conte is talking about. Uh, the results against Sporting Lisbon didn't please him, didn't please his players. Now he takes on Leicester. Uh, one would have thought this is probably the right team to come back and play because Leicester is having an atrocious season. Leicester are having a nightmare, but uh, this was to be expected. This is the team that didn't sign players and yeah. they lost a lot of players. Yep. So everyone, for me, I, I said it before, uh, I think a few weeks ago, that they are relegation really they are going down. Uh, so I think uh, it's good for Spurs to actually come back to play against this team, to regain their confidence. I think this is uh, this is a game they should win so that they can actually rejuvenate themselves and start uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a new slate again because they are a good team. To be honest, you know, if you look at Spurs and you look at their roster, they're a team that can actually fight for the championship this season in England. So oh, this is a good game. To big statement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for me, uh, one of the things that Conte needs to work on is how to solve the Son uh, conundrum at the moment. Yeah. He's not scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's a big reason why they had such a strong finish uh, to the Premier League last season time last time last out. Time, and yeah. so Kane may be scoring, but I don't think Kane's goals alone are going to be enough. Not enough. They yeah. need yeah. to get his support act going, and that is Son. Because if Son starts firing all of a sudden, uh, you are giving defences all sorts of problems because there's a dual threat there. At the moment, uh, the better teams, to be honest, will know that if we keep Kane out of the game, we've more or less won the game. The other thing that they need to work out is, you know what, Richarlison. For yeah. me, I think he's done enough to start. Yeah, he's, he's done enough to be a, a, a fixture in this team because he's delivered in the few games but that do, he's played. But doesn't that create another conundrum sticking with you, Mike? Uh, in that, when yes, Richarlison has done enough to start. However, when Kulisevsky comes on, he he shows that he's got a lot of thrust, a lot of impetus, and this is giving a lot of provision to He doesn't have the X factor. He doesn't have the X factor that uh, Richarlison because Richarlison is able to score goals. Just take a look at the the the, the important. Uh, points that they've won this season. Mm. Richarlison has been at the heart of it. Sure. Scoring and also creating. So Richarlison for me isn't just like Kulis. I have a feeling Richarlison can score uh, at, at a level that will be able to match Son, yeah. for example. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kulievsky, for me, is sort of like eight goals, He's a seven act. goals, yeah. nine goals. That, Richarlison gives you that dual threat. So, the ability to create and the ability to finish. So, Chris, in this conversation, if you are Conte, and I'm going to quote what we uh, the, the setup of this, that no one is undroppable, do you drop Son? And then start with Richarlison, Kane, and Kulisevsky. I think dropping Son would be a little bit suicidal. I think. <laughs> let me, let me, How, Chris? When he's not scoring. <laughs> he's not, okay, he's not scoring. Ask Mike. him to pay anything. But here's the thing: Do you want to take a player whose confidence is probably already shot because he's not scoring? Put him on the bench. It yeah. could do one of two things: It could motivate him. Yeah. One, he could start scoring again. Or it could completely right. go in the op- opposite direction and add an additional block there. I, I'll, I'll tell you the upside. Uh. That's why you've built a squad. Yes. That's why you brought in players like Richarlison, who are f- is a full Brazil international. And to be honest, to keep him on the bench whilst you are trying to uh, pacify the ego of Son, for me, doesn't make sense. Pacify <laughs> his <him>. ego. <laughs> yes. why, why keep him? Because you feel like his confidence will be shattered. He's not. He's not. It's professional sport. He's got to uh, uh, put on his big pants and and deliver. I say Son should be dropped. And if Antonio Conte means what he's saying, the <laughs> South Korean starts on the bench against Leicester. He's going to start scoring. 
Richarlison and Harry Kane. Harry Kane down the centre where he's, he's, he's most effective. Richarlison, we've seen, can operate in those half spaces and can, can, can I work think magic. It, I think it's history that he's actually driving this uh, Son Kane uh, narrative. They have done well together in the past few seasons, so they keep on hoping yeah. that it will kick it on again. Work, yeah. It will kick on again. It will yeah. work on again. So that is what is working on Sol's favor. Otherwise, according to form, you should be sitting on the bench already. Yeah, hundred percent. Your Premier League weekend fixtures look like this: Aston Villa take on Southampton, while Martin Forest is hosting a Fulham. Wolves will take on Manchester City. Newcastle take on Bournemouth. Tottenham versus Leicester, as we said earlier. Brentford will be taking on Arsenal in the London derby, and Everton versus West Ham. Postponed games. Brighton versus uh, Crystal Palace, Manchester United versus Leeds, Leeds United, and Chelsea versus Liverpool. The league that makes football all so beautiful, where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day. Where the game is played with a smile, and Luis Suarez adds some bite. Suarez! from the Spanish La Liga on CFM Sport. Right, Atletico Madrid manager Diego Simeone knows Los Roger Blancos can't afford to slip up any further behind their city rival, so they will give their all when the ball gets rolling against Real Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitano on Sunday. Football pundit Steve Nichol uh, believes Real Madrid can win the game even without Karim Benzema. It's not about one game, it's about the season. Um, Particularly at Benzema's age, then definitely you you can't take a chance. You know, you you bring him back early uh, with any sort of injury, and you you can just make it worse so easily. And quite frankly, I think they can win this game without Benzema. The the truth is they've got enough going forward. Uh, probably Rodrigo will start through the middle. Angelotti's pretty much told us that last weekend. So you'll have Valverde, Rodrigo, and Vinny Junior. I mean, that's that's an, exce- an exceptional front three. Z. <laughs> Mike, uh, just before we uh, turned on the mic, you said it's going to be a good game. Will it? Yeah, I think uh, I think if uh, Atletico Madrid can play the way they did versus Celta Vigo, uh, where they scored four goals, it was attacking, free-flowing football. We saw Carrasco uh, come back uh, to almost his best. Uh, and uh, so for me, that's the Atletico Madrid we want to see. And also there'll be a bit of desperation in Atletico Madrid, knowing that they can't afford to lose this game. If they lose this game, they are, what, eight or so points behind uh, the leaders. And that distance may be very difficult uh, to cover, especially knowing that there'll be other stern tests to come uh, like Barcelona ETC so uh, Atletico Madrid will be very desperate and also they're playing at home yes. uh, so that will make it interesting but Real Madrid will go in as favourites uh, they're playing well they're unbeaten perfect record the only one in the major leagues uh, of Europe at the moment uh, they'll be confident but not having Benzema I think uh, it may be it's, a level it, there, there, there'll be impact won't they Chris that uh, Benzema not there he's been a very important player to them and also against a, uh, a fairly organised side I say fairly now because Atletico Madrid has been conceding uh, a cough cough uh, so it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be an interesting matchup to see how Ancelotti of Real Madrid uh, prepares for this yeah um, I think without Benzema Benzema I think for a long time has been providing first of all leadership 
but also in terms of the number of goals that he's been able to deliver. He stepped up to the plate quite significantly and I think to a certain extent the team had gotten used to the fact that they've got that the, the Benz factor. But unfortunately, without that, major, major impact and it's going to be really interesting to see how they are able to switch it up in life. Vinicius Judia. Vinicius Judia. He, yeah. he, he can lead that attack. Up, yeah. yeah, he can lead that attack. I, I like, I've liked uh, Vinicius Junior for a long time. I think he's, he's a fantastic player. Uh, and now is time for him to carry the mantle, isn't it? And I think he's ready. He is ready. He has been ready. It's only that he was playing in the shadow of Benzema, but he has been doing great. He has been supplying uh, Benzema the goals. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think he is up there. And when you look at... Uh, at Real Madrid without Benzema as well suddenly you have got a lot of other players that are coming to the fore and combining well uh, up front to actually create a lot of chances exactly so I think uh, Real Madrid are in good stead even without Benzema although of course they will miss him but I still think that they will be very strong for Atletico as well yeah I think so too your major fixtures in La Liga Barcelona host Elche while Valencia take on Celta Vigo Villarreal versus Sevilla Real Betis versus Girona and then the big game is of course the Madrid derby Atletico take on Real de Madrid. A couple of updates before we go. Juventus head coach Massimiliano Allegri has said he does not feel his job is at risk despite losing 2-1 at home to Benfica on Wednesday in the Champions League, albeit that Mike showed me a picture of the suits next to the track suits at mm. the training ground and that's never a good look. Yep. <laughs> Big fixtures on the Serie A, Udinese versus Internazionale, Roma versus Atalanta, AC Milan versus Napoli and then Monza take on Juventus where Max Allegri says pressure, what pressure. Uh, in Bundesliga, the Riviera Derby, it makes it uh, its long-awaited return uh, with this weekend's clash between Borussia Dortmund uh, as they host Schalke and uh, tomorrow. The on biggest the game in German football. Indeed, and yes. uh, it uh, apparently can get very raucous this game. Yeah, it can <laughs> turn violent quickly. So turn your volume down on your TV sets if you're watching or streaming uh, that game. Bundesliga weekend fixtures by Leverkusen, host Werder Bremen, Augsburg versus Bayern Munich. Borussia Mönchengladbach take on RB Leipzig while Union Berlin take on Wolfsburg Hoffenheim versus Freiburg and then it's Borussia Dortmund taking on Schalke and Nilfier and then in Liga Reims take on Monaco Marseille versus Rennes while Olympique de Lyon take on Paris Saint-Germain it's a pretty big game if you want to watch some French football we're done we're out of time have a fantastic weekend everybody may God richly bless you that's my story and I'm sticking to it Manande out is Messi it is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet the biggest sports stories Chelsea the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour and all the analysis right here he's the one player that the arrogance can think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo my station your station Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.